following is a class given by His Holiness Jaya Pataka Swami Maharaj on September 14, 1984. The class begins with a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, 5th Canto, Chapter 7, Verse 14. Chapter 7, text 14. Yesterday I read 13. 
फरोजातवेदो फरोजातवेदो दागो मनसेद जज्जान दागो मनसेद जज्जान सुरेत साधा पुनराशे Translation by Swami The Supreme Personality of Godhead is situated in pure goodness. He illuminates the entire universe and bestows all benedictions upon his devotees. The Lord has created this universe from his own spiritual potency. According to his desire, the Lord entered this universe as the super soul by virtue of his different potencies. He is maintaining all living entities desiring material enjoyment. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto the Lord who is the giver of intelligence. Translation of repetition. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is situated in pure goodness. He illuminates the entire universe and bestows all benedictions upon his devotees. The Lord has created this universe from his own spiritual potency. According to his desire, the Lord entered this universe as a super soul and by virtue of his different potencies. He is maintaining all living entities, desiring material enjoyment. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto the Lord, who is the giver of intelligence. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. The predominating deity of the sun is another expansion of Narayana, who is illuminating the entire universe. The Lord enters the hearts of all living entities as the super soul, and he gives them intelligence and fulfills their material desires. This is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. I am sitting in everyone's heart. Bhagavad Gita 15.15 As the Super Soul, the Lord enters the heart of all living entities. As stated in Brahma Sanghita 5.35 Andantarasta paramanu chayantarastam. He enters the universe and the atom as well. In the Rig Veda, the predominant deity of the sun is worshipped by this mantra. Jaya Sadasavitri Mandala Madhyavarti Narayana Sarasijasana Sannivishta. Narayana sits on his lotus flower within the sun. By reciting, this man, uh, by reciting this mantra, every living entity should take shelter of Narayana 
just as the sun rises. According to modern scientists, the material world rests on the sun's effulgence. Due to the sunshine, all planets are rotating and vegetables are growing. We also have information that the moonshine helps vegetables and herbs grow. Actually, Narayana, within the sun, is maintaining the entire universe. Therefore, Narayana should be worshipped by the Gayatri Mantra or the Rig Mantra. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports of the fifth canto, seventh chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam entitled The Activities of King Bharata. The question came, where is the Dham? Where is the holy abode of the Lord? Is it situated where the Lord appears? Or where is it situated? Of course, wherever the Lord appears, that is the holy Dham. But Krishna, he explained that even more Intensely one can feel his presence. Wherever the Lord is present, that is the Dham. One can feel his presence wherever the pure devotees are gathered together discussing his glories. That place becomes the Dham or the sacred abode of the Lord. So it describes that also the heart of the devotee where the Lord is residing, that is also the Dham. Vidura, wherever he went, he would transform into the holy Dham. Similarly, wherever Srila Prabhupada went, the devotees would immediately feel the spiritual presence of the holy abode. They would feel as if they were in Vrindavan, simply by being in the presence of Srila Prabhupada. So, to give that type of spiritual association to feel the presence of the Lord. He said that the heart of the devotee is also the Dham. So we should prepare our heart so that Krishna may reside there in our heart directly in His original form. To do that, one has to cleanse the consciousness. So the teachings of Lord Chaitanya in his sacred Shikshashtaka, the very first words, that one should cleanse the heart. By cleansing the heart, then we can have invite Krishna to sit in our heart and to take his residence there. Thus we can always feel the presence of Krishna. At any time, at any place. So, <clears throat> we invite Krishna to come and stay in our heart, but we still have so many, you see, we've not properly cleansed 
the heart for Krishna to come that would not be the perfect way of inviting the Lord. The Lord may not enter into the heart in His personal presence unless the heart is purified. But once that the Lord enters, wherever He is, it becomes pure. But to invite Him, we should first take every effort to cleanse our heart. Just like if we invite Sri Gurudev to come to the temple. If the temple is not clean, then he may, if there was a big pile of garbage at the front door or something, he may turn around and leave. So I won't go into this temple, it's dirty. So obviously all the devotees are very careful to see that the temple is very clean so that the spiritual master will be very happy to see the temple and to enter. Similarly, the before Lord Jagannath was brought to Gundicha, Lord Chaitanya, he cleansed Gundicha. So, in our beginning stages of spiritual life, actually, our prime goal should be to actually have Krishna fixed up in our heart. So to do that, we have to cleanse the consciousness as much as possible. When Lord Chaitanya was cleansing the Gundicha temple, first they were picking up the big branches and the leaves, and the twigs that had fallen throughout the year. Then they took brooms and they swept all the smaller pieces and dust and pebbles away. Then they took buckets and buckets and huge clay pots filled with water and thoroughly washed the entire Gundicha temple. Finally, even though it looked completely spotless, the Lord Chaitanya, he went and with a little, their fingers or some other small object, they would scrape out the cracks between the stone to get out every last bit of dirt that was there. So that three, four times and more they were cleansing. So Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was quoted by Srila Prabhupada in the purport that this is very important that we should similarly very meticulously cleanse our heart. You see, different uh, analogies has been, have been given by different preachers. You see, but basically that the gross branches and twigs, these are like the breaking the regulative principles, nishadachar, the various misbehaviors on the gross physical platform. You see. And then, even uh, in following all of the etiquette to behave properly with the devotees. So next stage. And then even in our subtle thoughts, in our mentality, that we should uh, be completely uh, cleansed and uh, direct our thoughts to Krishna. It's like the washing and the scraping of the cracks. Even our, we have dormant desires in our heart 
which if we take bad association or if we're a little careless, they could again come out and fructify. So even those should be eradicated by keeping them constantly flooded in the, the water, the flood waters of devotional service, of hearing and chanting the holy name of the Lord. So, Krishna is in our heart, is the super soul, but if we want Krishna actually to invite him present there in his original form, as Shamasundra, Srila Prabhupada said the pure devotee can see Shamasundra form of Krishna in his heart. So to prepare the ground, to prepare the heart to receive the Lord, then we should take it up very seriously. And then Krishna, he can reside there and not ever leave. The pastimes of Lord Chaitanya, they're filled with uh, nectar. And we know that when Lord Chaitanya was in Jagannath Puri, that he would observe various festivals with the devotees. And every year the devotees from Bengal, they would come down to uh, see Lord Chaitanya and have his association during the Ratyatra festival. It's not uncommon that different devotees from other places are invited or that they somehow spontaneously come to attend those festivals. This is the uh, parampara. This was being observed even since the time of Lord Chaitanya. In fact, in Sanskrit, the name for festival is called Utsab or Maha Utsab. Ut means to up, to lift. In fact, even in, in Calcutta, sometime you may hear the... Uh, Buses, as they're trying to load up the passengers, they're going, oot, 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 oot. Let's get up, up, up. Let's go. Oot, sub. Sub means everyone. Oot, sub means to uplift everyone. To lift up everyone's consciousness. That's the purpose of a festival. To bring one's transcendental consciousness up. And if it's a very big festival, then it's called a Mahutsab or a Mahautsab. Normally when there's a Mahautsab, that means they also know that at the end there's going to be a big feast. To be a Mahautsab, there also has to be a big feast. So whenever you advertise Mahutsab, then uh, in, uh, in Bengal and India, the people, they especially come at the end. <laughs> Those who are spent to prasad. Those who want the other aspects, they come in the beginning, in the middle, and the end. So, for Lord Chaitanya's followers, they, they were anxious to be uplifted by the association of Lord Chaitanya. 
So they walked 500 kilometers all the way from Navadip and Nodiya district and around that area all the way to Nilachol to Jagannath Puri, being led by Shivananda Sen and Vasudev Dutt and others. So when they finally would reach Jagannath Puri, of course they are very relieved and very happy. One year what happened, just as the devotees were arriving, they could hear the sound of kirtan in the distance. And there they saw Lord Chaitanya and his Sankirtan party dancing and going. And there was Lord Jagannath being taken by so many brahmanas to the uh, Narendra, 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 the Narendra Sarovar, the lake called Narendra. So, when the devotees saw Lord Chaitanya, because it was actually, that time was, uh, they call it Chandanyatra, when they take, they take Lord Chaitanya, and Lord Nitya, excuse me, Lord Jagannath on a boat in the Narendra Sarovar, I think they call it Chandanyatra, but I'm not 100% sure. And, uh, so at the Lord Chaitanya was accompanied Lord Jagannath for that special festival. It's just another opportunity when the uh, those who are not normally allowed to go inside the Jagannath Puri temple are allowed to see Lord Jagannath because he comes out and goes on his boat ride. So <clears throat> when the devotees saw Lord Chaitanya, even from the distance, Immediately they offered their obeisances. And then Lord Chaitanya saw that there, there are all the devotees from Bengal. And so Lord Chaitanya, being so happy to see his devotees, that all the devotees with Lord Chaitanya and Lord Chaitanya, they also offered their obeisances. Even though just somehow Lord Chaitanya, he was Inspired, he just saw the Vaishnavas in humility offer this obeisance. And then, Lord Chaitanya started to embrace all of the different devotees that were had arrived and greeted them. And from the distance, their wives that had accompanied them, they were just uh, following behind they were watching uh, Lord Chaitanya and the devotees uh, and they were just uh, touching Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lotus feet in their heart. And as they were watching and Lord Chaitanya was crying and all the devotees were crying, they're all the Madhajis, they're also crying and taking Lord Chaitanya in their heart, you see, just from a short distance. So, in this way, then all the devotees together, they chanted Hare Krishna and they went down to the, uh, to the lake and they saw this festival of Lord uh, Jagannath. Thereafter, Lord Chaitanya, he just suddenly, after the whole festival was basically over and the, the brahmanas, they were doing their other little details and uh, function for the 
kirtan party was over, suddenly Lord Chaitanya, he just uh, motioned, let's take a bath. And then jumped right into Narendra Sarova Lake. And all the other devotees, of course, didn't waste any time in following after him. One after another, they all entered into the water. So that, of course, is also a place where they had people water sports, which was one of the favorites of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And in that time of the year, it does get over 100 degrees uh, Fahrenheit in uh, Jagannath Puri. That's why they take Lord Jagannath from the lake to cool him off or to provide him a nice cool breeze and chandan and everything. So, after a little hot kirtan in the sun, then it's very refreshing to take a bath in such a sacred lake. So in this way, Lord Chaitanya, he had so many festivals and the devotees were overjoyed to have Lord Chaitanya's association there in Jagannath Puri. But then Lord Chaitanya decided he was going to tour all over South India. But they wouldn't, the devotees didn't want him to go. Somehow or another, he was able to find some reason to find his uh, brother. He gave the excuse. Although he knew his brother had already gone back to the spiritual world. But uh, otherwise, uh, no one was letting him go. So then he went and toured the entire south of India. Came back up on the western side and in Pandalpur he found the uh, place where Vishwarup, his older brother, had left the world. According to Govinda's Korcha, Vajra Chaitanya proceeded up to Dwaraka and from there then he went back to Jagannath Puri via Andhra Pradesh. So, that was the basic uh, route of Lord Chaitanya to South India. Other time he went up to uh, Vrindavan. One time he went up to Vrindavan on the way to Vrindavan by the Ganges route. And then he met Rupan Sanatana in Ramakali. When he met Rupan Sanatana in Ramakali, they approached him with a straw in their mouth. And they paid their obeisances to Lord Chaitanya from a distance. He also picked them up and he embraced them. And the devotees are very astonished to see Lord Chaitanya giving such a great amount of mercy to Rupa and Sanatan, who were ministers in the government of the Mohammedan ruler Hussein Shah. And Lord Chaitanya said that these are, I've come here actually just to see you. And uh, he told the other devotees to please have your mercy upon Rupa and Sanatana. They are uh, devotees of the Lord. Rupa and Sanatana immediately, when they heard that these devotees should have their mercy upon them, they were so humble that without hesitating, they immediately went and touched the lotus feet of the devotees, eager to get the mercy from those associates of Lord Chaitanya. So, this is both the great nature of the pure devotees, that they're very humble and they respect the Vaishnavas. 
they're eager for getting the Vaishnava's mercy. And also, those Vaishnavas, they uh, accepted immediately Rupa and Sanatana and they were congratulating them for having been blessed by Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and wished them all success in their devotional service. This is the nature of the devotee. When they see that someone is getting the mercy of the Lord, they don't become envious or jealous, but rather they become very happy to see that someone is getting the mercy of the Lord. Srila Prabhupada explains in the purports to these verses that uh, if somebody, by seeing the success of another Vaishnava, becomes jealous or envious, that uh, that type of mentality is not at all devotional, that it's material, and that such people, they're not actually Vaishnavas, that they may be wearing the dress of a sannyasi or a Vaishnava, but if they're envious or jealous of the devotees of the Lord, then they're not Vaishnavas. And when Narottam Das Thakur advises that we should always associate with devotees, that indicates real devotees. Devotees mean that they're nirmatsaranam, they're not envious. So someone is showing that type of envious mentality, then Srila Prabhupada said one should neglect them. Even if they appear to be Vaishnavas, then they should be neglected and one should uh, thereby not be disturbed. These are very strong purports that Prabhupada gave, but he said that even in our Krishna conscious movement, that there are envious and jealous people and he said they should be totally neglected. I was shocked when I saw that line, that in our many envious and jealous people in the International Society for Krishna Consciousness, or in this Krishna Conscious Society, that they should be completely neglected. So sometimes the question comes up, why, how, those how and why questions. What to do when this happens? So, one of the things to hear is when you hear a God-brother criticize what should we do and things like that. So, Prabhupada gives the advice that actually if somebody is envious and neglect or uh, jealous, then they should be neglected. They should be avoided. If they're unfortunate, they're not yet become Vaishnavas. But there were, in India, some people who were very overjoyed when they heard the great success of Srila Prabhupada in preaching Lord Chaitanya's message all over the world. Uh, there were so many Brahmanas who were very pleased when they saw Lord Chaitanya delivering everyone, even the so-called low-born people. They were all being made to criticize Lord Chaitanya. Similarly, there were the so-called Vaishnavas who sometimes may have tried to criticize Srila Prabhupada. Where there was actually no cause for criticism. So, the devotee doesn't take these things seriously because that simply means that in, they're not actually Vaishnavas. And what do we care 
if a non-Vaishnava has something to say. So in this way we should remain completely fixed in our devotional service, cleansing our heart and avoiding any uh, type of uh, unconstructive, envious or jealous criticism which could distract our mind from the pure engagement in serving the desire of Srila Prabhupada and as it's handed down in the disciplic succession for those his uh, grandchildren. This should be our complete absorption. So, today, a little late because uh, we were getting the slideshows ready, we have a few slides. Apparently all the roles weren't uh, developed. But we have a few sampling of uh, slides from the inauguration of the Padayatra festival, the special sacrifice being performed to please Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Srila Prabhupada. As you may remember that uh, Srila Prabhupada expressed in Vrindavan in 1977 that he wanted to go on Bullock Cart, village to village, he said that he had preached in all the big cities all over the world and established Krishna conscious centers. But what was left, what was unfulfilled, was to approach all the village people who are actually more pious than the people living in the city and to bring them to Krishna consciousness. So there was a bit of a tug of war. The doctor was saying that, Prabhupada, if you go on this Bullock Cart, bouncing around it will be ready dangerous for your health and some devotees were very eager to carry out Prabhupada's instruction and some devotees are fainting thinking of Prabhupada and his delicate health bouncing around on a bullock cart and this way although Prabhupada he wasn't at all concerned he was ready to just go out and preach when he saw literally the devotees crying and breaking down and fainting horror thinking of the austerity that Prabhupada would have to endure to do that type of preaching, then Prabhupada, out of this sheer compassion, he uh, postponed his journey. Of course, so that order remained and now simultaneously with taking Lord Chaitanya around his own retracing the steps of his Padayatra. Another purpose is actually Srila Prabhupada is being taken on the same uh, chariot so that uh, his desire to preach to all the villages of India is being fulfilled, at least to some extent, to the extent of about 6,000 kilometers worth, which we don't say is adequate, but at least it's a start. So, Srila Gurudev and several other GBCs have uh, given their full support to the Padayatra and contributed something to get it set up. And he was one of the inspirations behind this uh, worldwide committee for observing the 500th anniversary of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So we are very pleased to at least say that uh, the 
ceremony began very nicely. I'd like to show you some of the highlights from which are you ready there? The audio or the visual department is ready. I think if the deities in Mayapur Prabhupada said if they have candles or some light, they should always have some light on them. <laughs> 